to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Indeed we are. We were actually expecting to have a special guest with us today, but uh, she's AWOL. She's not here. So... We're just going to carry on anyway, like we normally do, and have a good time and raise the vibration, get that daily dose of happy in, because we don't need to have a guest in order to make that happen. So just have a good time, which is a good thing to do. So, Amory, Louis, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Oh, good, thank you. We had <laughs> a good time on a, a, a podcast by Melissa Oven, who was here last Monday and uh, got a chance to do it on that side of the fence, and it was fun. We had a good time today. Hey, Sam. Hey there, Sam. Good to see you. Glad you can make it. So, I'm interested in your choice of words, Walt. What do you mean? Well, AWOL, after all the wards going on at the moment. Quite a oh, point. well, yeah, that's right. Probably wasn't the best choice. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you don't watch the news, read the news, look at the news, pay attention to the news. You forget about the news. You know, you just, it's just not part of your consciousness anymore. But, um, you yeah, become but, insensitive, Walt. Oh, God, yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Apologies to all who are going through difficult times right now. But um, <clears throat> anyway, um, we were we were talking before we got started here, since we didn't have a guest of what we wanted to talk about. And we figured, well, we could always start off a show just by saying, well, Louis was in the sauna the other day, because that always leads to a good story. <laughs> <laughs> So have you been in the sauna lately? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was there yesterday with the kids, and <clears throat> um, I was chatting to this guy, and he's a Ukrainian. Ah. <clears throat> so uh, I was asking him how he felt about it and all the rest of it. Um, and him, like a lot of people, are shaking their heads as to what Putin's doing and what his goal is and all the rest of it. <clears throat> worried about his family back there because he's got quite a bit there. And then later, this big woman comes in, and um, when I say big, I don't mean uh, overweight. I, I just mean really big-bodied. You know, mm -hmm. It's rare to see somebody that's that tall, huge, um, you know, muscular, and all the rest of it. It's just mm -hmm. a massive body. Um, I always appreciate those kind of things. But um, she was she was saying that uh, the nuclear power station that they've taken hold of the Russians is five times bigger than Chernobyl. Okay. It's quite interesting. I, I didn't know that. Um, but she was really worried, you know, um, there was a huge amount of worry in, in and around her and, you know, I did my best to talk around it, but her English wasn't brilliant and it's, it's difficult to talk about. You know, semantics in uh, very simple, simple language. But, uh, yeah, I think she left feeling better, but um, it, it's it's tough for them. You know, you could really see the strain that was <clears throat> that was there. Um, I have to admit, even though I haven't been following it much at all, I am aware of what's going on to some extent. And, I, I like most people, I'm kind of befuddled by what Putin is doing because, quite honestly, I don't see how he can win anything. <laughs> anything he does is going to come back. In space, I mean, talk about law of attraction. Anything he does is going to come back to haunt him in a huge, huge way because I mean, it's just he, he is getting so much resistance to what he's doing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's, we talk often about how um, when you when you put stuff out into the world, it comes it mirrors back to you what's going on inside of you, and the mirror that he's getting back to him right now is like, oh my god. But I really want to be a part of that. If I were him, no, I wouldn't. But that's what he's putting out there. So, yeah, I, I really Actually, don't see how it ends nicely for him. That That's what the guy was saying. Um, he was saying that a lot of the leaders like Hitler, etc., cetera, um, <clears throat> suffered tremendously <clears throat> from mental and emotional um, problems near the end. <clears throat> and... Uh, he perceives that that's already happening to Putin. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm curious, Amory, what do you think of the whole setup? I'm going to interrupt for a second. Gary in the live stream is saying he wants to know, uh, he wants to ask questions. Feel free, put the type of question in. We'll pick it up and we will address it while we're, we'll, we'll <clears> wait <throat> for you to uh, type. In the meantime, we'll be answering with Amory 
responding with what she thinks about what's going on. But yes, <laughs> do put do put your question in there. We'll be glad to address it. I literally go from I've, I've had to stop watching the news. I go from mm-hmm. being really frightened to having to really calm myself down. Um, I joined a large meditation for Ukraine on Friday, I think it was, which was lovely, you know, because... What was the focus of the meditation? Yeah. Just to send love, send healing love for everybody to come together. You know, it's almost like the power of eight, but there was almost 2,000. So you just knew it was going to have that power. So, yeah, literally I just try to send the positivity, send the love, and try not to let the fear engulf me. But I'm quite interested on what you would have said to the people in the sauna on how to manage it and all their emotions around it. Because I think there's a lot of people, certainly in the UK, it feels a bit too close to home. I'm I'm curious about something. What are you scared of or fearful of? You said it's making you scared. Have you you analysed what thoughts or thought is... um, do you know what you don't want or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're scared of it erupting. you just can't help, but feel, I say you can't help. I can't, I struggle to not feel when I see parents and children, I just empathize. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I try, I have to try and really to focus again on the positivity Mm -hmm. side of things, but it does engulf me as a a mum and it breaks my heart that these people are poor people are living in a war. Uh, just another interruption. Gary asked, do you guys know Joe? You all should have him on the show. He speaks highly of you. I, I know a few Joes. I'm not sure which one you're thinking of, but if you can yeah, be more specific, but, we can address that. Wondering which Joe it was as well. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Joe, um, I don't know who that is. don't know who mm-hmm. that is. Nope. But I'd be interested to know who he is. Yeah, me too. So thank you. Happy to have him on the show, maybe. <laughs> partial introduction. Yeah, I mean, it's something we can get him in. We, we're, literally, we're, we're booked right now. The show is completely booked through March and April. We're booking in, in the first week of May right now. That's how far out we're booked. Every single show, Monday through Friday. So, yeah. It's nice to be popular in that sense. <laughs> That's a good one. But uh, getting back to what you were saying, Anne-Marie, uh, I think a lot of people are experiencing what you're talking about. A lot of people are experiencing that right now. Mm-hmm. They're feeling that. And it, whenever we're in a situation like this, it's a challenge to all of us because we always have a choice about how we're going to respond to what's going on in our lives as well as what's going on in the world and the people that we care about and even people we don't know. But we always have the choice about how we're going to respond in any given situation. Um, and because of that, we have that option even in wartime. That doesn't make it easy, but we do have that choice. So because we have that choice, the question that I put out to everybody who's feeling it right now is, what would you prefer to feel? And once you've identified what you would prefer, oh, Gary's a cute one. Okay, got it. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, where was I? I just completely got derailed. <laughs> You're just saying uh, it's something that we're all feeling. You know, what a lot of people are feeling, not all of us. Yeah, everybody, a lot of people are feeling it right now. And because they're, they're, they're feeling it, then, uh, it, it's a challenge. But still the question becomes, what would you prefer to feel instead? What would, mm-hmm. what would, what would feel better right now? It doesn't have to necessarily feel great. It doesn't have to feel joyful. Just what would feel better? Because if, if you can identify something that feels better, that's you shifting your own mindset to even a yeah. slight degree. And every time you shift your own mindset, <clears throat> you get a different experience with the world. I mean, I, we, we, we kind of made light of the fact that I was kind of insensitive to what's going on in the world, but literally, that's because I haven't been paying attention. And as a result of not paying attention, I don't feel what other people are feeling. I'm living in the same world as everybody else, but I don't feel about it differently. Or the same, rather. I don't feel about it the same. I feel about it differently. I'm experiencing what's going on differently. So from my perspective, I mean, it's kind of interesting what's going on. And obviously, I'm, I'm sad for people who are going through rough stuff. But by the same token, like I am with almost everything, I'm pretty optimistic about how it's going to play out. 
Mm. We're gonna there's gonna be some rough stuff that happens during it, but but by the time it's done, I think it's actually gonna play out pretty well for Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I just try and focus on well, actually, there's a war going on, and yes, it's affecting a lot of people, but actually, it's bringing the rest of the world together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. In fact, that level of unity is almost astonishing. They're really, I mean, I, mean, I, I can't think of any quarter, now again, I haven't looked carefully, but I can't think of any quarter of the world that's coming out on Putin's side. Is there one? I mean, am I missing one? I don't think there is. Okay. So no, Putin but it, basically set himself up. Exactly. And it's, you know, there's... There's people, like you say, I did this meditation. That's thousands of people from all around the world just joining together to send love to people. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So there it are, is. there are obviously these positives that you can pull out a bit. And that's what I try and have to flip my head around, but it's very difficult to do. Even though I've got all these tools, it's sometimes very, I find it very difficult to just flip my head into that vision. Especially when you have so much influence of other people all focusing on the same thing in the same way, feeling the same kind of feelings about it. it you know, we are affected by how other people feel, mm. what other people put out. Mm. We are energetically connected to each other. So, of course, we're going to experience it. Yeah, no so, go, going back to um, last week's sauna, there was a <laughs> yoga lady in the sauna, and my favorite question in the sauna is, how do you feel about the war? So... <clears throat> something current that everybody can talk about. And uh, she was feeling very um, sad and depressed about the whole thing. And uh, I said to her, well, what, what can you do about it? And she says she doesn't really know. <clears throat> um, so I said, uh, I said to her, what's the greatest gift you can give anybody? And she came up with a few things, which I kind of agreed with. Um, but then I said what I, you know, what I kind of look at, you know, your own happiness is the greatest gift I believe we can give each other, your own happiness. And I said, can you feel happy now? You know, can you change what you're thinking at the moment to a thought of a pet or something or something or something that, um, you know, you feel very close to and love, etc. cetera. Um, and, um, she did not want to get into that space at all. She fought mm. me tooth and nail <laughs> and uh, didn't want to get into the idea. She said, you know, I feel bad that I'm sitting in the sauna while they're suffering out there. Now, it doesn't matter when you're sitting in the sauna, somebody's suffering somewhere. <laughs> um, it's always like that. Mm. So, you know, Really, what can you do for it? Not, not feeling happy and not, not being aligned is, is, is not going to be beneficial. You know, you just say to, I said to her, when, when do you make the best decisions when you're unhappy or when you're happy? When you're happy without doubt. So are you going to be able to help anything in Ukraine if you, if you, if you're unhappy? You know, you're mm-hmm. going to make bad decisions. You're going to, you're going to do things that aren't going to be as beneficial as if you were happy. So, um, you know, to be honest, I did not get through to her. So it's <laughs> um, a hard concept. It's even, you know, cause I, I know all this and mm-hmm. I still like, you know, I still struggling to have that flip around in my head. I was literally having these crazy conversations with myself, trying to slow, like flip it to the, to the focus mm. of positivity. Because it just doesn't feel when you watch the news anything positive. So I, I've tried not to watch the news and just not to get too engulfed in it, but just do what I can do, which is send my thoughts and my love. Which is not <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Um, not feeling anything is often considered not human. And I kind of look at it more from a spiritual point of view. N- not feeling something about it is is not really seeing that everything is linked. You know, if somebody's hurting somewhere in the world, it's part of me is hurting. It might be the bigger part, the non-physical part, but some part of me is hurting. And, you know, when you start seeing yourself as an island and, you know, it's too far away from me, it doesn't affect me, etc., it's, 
it's not really true. It's not true. It does affect that inner side of you. Um, and again, looking at the whole soil thing that I'm into at the moment, I'm really starting to appreciate the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of different organisms that are, that are out there in the soil. And, you know, without them, I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. You know, go back to, you know, if you remove the insects in the world, within 20 years, humans will be non-existent. If you remove the worms from the world, eight years, humans will not exist. And if you remove the humans from the world, the world would thrive. But, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> um, but, you know, we really have to start seeing that we all rely on each other. And I think the world is getting so small now, you know, in what sense I mean that. Yeah. That <clears throat> we're really starting to appreciate that we, you know, even Ukraine and Russia, two countries, can have a huge impact on our bread, all our, you know, all the things we make with bread, which is uncalculable amount of things. Um, because, you know, they together, I think it's 35% of the world's um, maize comes from them. So, you know, it's, it's really quite interesting that we're starting to very clearly see now with the soil, <clears throat> with the war, with everything, that everything's linked, that everything is linked in some way or another to each other. And uh, that we really need to start respecting <clears throat> all life, not just, um, not just uh, our little world here. Uh, but, you know, if we remain happy, if we remain aligned, we can help the whole. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really quite a complicated and simple thing to understand. Um, I'm, I'm finding the complexities really coming in the, the link between everything, especially with the soil. Yeah. So many things are reliant on so many other things reliant on so many other things. Um, and that whole cycle needs to be complete and full before things flourish. And, um, you know, I would love to see humanity flourish more and more. And I think these travesties that are happening to us <clears throat> are really helping us see much, much clearer the, the links of the weaving that is going on between all things in, that we can see and not see on this planet. I think that's true. Simply because whenever we um, focus our attention on stuff that we don't like, what's the basic rule? You, you've reminded us of this every single Monday that yeah. I can think of. <laughs> focus on what you don't like. It's basically setting you up for what it is that you do like, what it is that you do want instead. And and that in and of itself is going to be a huge step forward. I, I think mm. about what we've gone through with the pandemic. Now, the pandemic started uh, in 2019, that's why it's COVID-19, but really for most of us in the world, it started around March 2020. And from March 2020, in some cases to the present, uh, in other cases until say, you know, last fall or over the winter or whatever, um, people have been dealing with lockdowns and masks and a whole bunch of stuff that in many cases they didn't like, they didn't want it to deal with, but they were dealing with it anyway. And really cool things came out of it. There were some sad things that came out of it. People got sick, people died, but there were also some good things that came. And and that's what I always remind myself of whenever I think about situations like this. Uh, you asked the question or brought the, the idea anyway, Anne-Marie, about, you know, it, it can be tough to make that shift, even when you know that it's important to make that shift. And you're right, it can be tough. I mean, I, I've talked about that here on the show for almost 10 years, how difficult that can be. <laughs> But by the same token, I've also been learning that I can make shifts one step at a time, like a micro shift, to use Dan Mangana's term. I can mm -hmm. make a little, little shift here, a little shift there. And over time, what has happened as I've learned to do that, first of all, I've gotten better at making the shifts. My pivots have gotten cleaner. I, I'm not called for traveling anymore. <laughs> and more than that, I am also able to do it easily, whereas early on, it was really hard. I remember my first few years doing the show, I would be talking with Joel Elston at that point, and we were talking about what it takes to pivot and so forth. And there were times I couldn't even imagine being able to do it. And then I would able I would be able to do it in like little, 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 tiny, teeny, tiny ways. And then 
I did it in more teeny, teeny, tiny ways. And, and that's where the whole micro-shifting thing starts to take effect. That the more that I kept trying to do it, and I wasn't consistent about it, but the more I kept trying to do it, a little bit here, a little bit there, five, four steps forward, five steps backward, three steps forward, better I got at it. Until now, we've gotten to the point where, I mean, I'm not paying attention to the news, but even, like, I looked at the news today, actually, for the first time in about six months, just to scan the headlines, and there was nothing really different in there, so I just kind of said, okay, I got it, moved on. But it doesn't have the impact on me anymore mm. because I've done so much work to learn how to shift my perspective. Not that I'm superhuman or anything. I've just been doing a lot of work on it for years. I just keep doing more and more and more, and I backslide and I do some more, and I backslide and do some more, and backslide and do some more. I just keep at it. I keep at it, and it's gotten to the point now where it's not so hard anymore. Nope. <clears throat> it just gets easier over time. But you got to put in the work. You got to put it in. Otherwise, you're not going to get there. No, you got to put in the fun, please. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's, that, that, that's okay. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I, I guess don't want Anna Marie to, 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 to run away now. Perhaps work is the best word. It's but enough honestly, work. Honestly, it, it's, it's actually a fun kind of work to me. Yeah, and it's the only, and, and plus also I'm kind of drawing. I, I've recently been reading a book that it's one of those books that we've all heard about, but I actually started to read it, and, and I'm like three quarters of the way through with the Wallace Waddles book, book, Wallace Waddles book, the book that The Secret was based on, The Science of Getting Rich. I'm, I'm actually reading it through, and it's one of the things that he gives. Oh, I've read that to. as well. Mm. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I, I skimmed it. I had a general idea of what it was about, but I never read it actually word for word carefully all the way through. It's been an interesting exercise to do that. But one of the things that I've been picking up in it is the importance of understanding how our thoughts really do impress upon what, what's the phrase he uses? I think he calls it um, the thought substance. In other words, he, he describes how there's a substance to the universe. And when you impress your thoughts upon that substance, the universe must yield to uh, some representation of whatever it is that you're that you're thinking about, that you're focusing your thought your thoughts on. And the more I thought about what he was describing, the more I, I started applying that. Just in the last few days, just, okay, mm-hmm. I'm really just applying this particular thought at this particular time. And I'm really impressing it. And he makes a very clear point: you don't really need. It's not like putting out a prayer and you keep praying to God. It's not that kind of thing. It's more just you keep you keep returning and focusing on the thing that you desire, on 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 the positive aspect of it, not the lack of it. No, just I am I'm determined to be focused on I want X, and I love X, and I'm excited about X, and you, and you just really really focus in on that. And when you do, it's amazing. I mean, we've all had experiences with it, but it's amazing what comes into your life. It, it, and it's not like he describes this part really nicely. He says, it's not like, uh, now of course, this was written like 1910, right? That's about when he wrote the book. So it's not like one of the early typewriters. You, you want a typewriter, which was, you know, beyond the means of your average person. It's not like you, you ask for a typewriter and the typewriter mysteriously materializes in front of you. <laughs> That's not the way it works, but you can still get the typewriter and it will be delivered to you through the normal processes of the world. I mean, at that time, there were manufacturers who manufactured typewriters and they distributed typewriters. And so if you really, 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 really focused on, and really wanted and desired and had a strong passion for a typewriter, the typewriter would show up. It's just that most people didn't know that. 99.99999% of the people didn't know that. That's why they said the secret was hidden. It really wasn't hidden. They just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I think about in these situations. And that's how I make the shifts. I keep thinking about what power do I have? How much have I been practicing? What have I learned from that practice? And then I do it again. In the midst of that chaotic situation, whatever it is, in this case, it's a pretty chaotic situation in Ukraine. But in the midst of that, how much, even if it's just a little bit, how much can I shift my attention right now? Do you, do you know do you know what words they used to use for that ability in the old days? Oh, I used to use it as well. What's that? It's called yeah. spiritual detachment. Oh, okay. Mm. Which is odd in my opinion, but we'll talk about that for a bit. Mm. 
You say you do want to talk about it or you don't? Yeah, go, go, ahead, go ahead and talk uh. about it. I, I, I think it's an odd term, but I think it's worth talking about. <clears throat> so in the old language, which doesn't, you know, it didn't res- resonate with me hugely, it still doesn't. Um, you, you were kind of saying when, when you see yourself as whole, as part of everybody else, you know, I was walking in a mall once upon a time. And, you know, I was on an absolute high. I was absolutely flying in my own little world. Um, a spiritual high. I was just absolutely beaming, you know, very high vibration. And I saw this little fat boy walking past me and I knew I was him. And I just burst out laughing. Then I saw this other old lady with the walking stick and I knew I was her and I just burst out laughing. (laughs) And I was just walking around knowing absolutely I was these people. You know, there was no separation whatsoever from, from that vibration that I was at at that time. I knew I was them with so much clarity and it was just so amusing to me. I was, everybody must have thought I was a nutter laughing in this mall. My head off. Um, He's laughing at that fat boy and that old woman. What kind of person is he? (laughs) What a meanie. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes you can misjudge people. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, So, you know, the spiritual detachment is the kind of um, not being so engrossed in this whole war thing, you know, not being thrown emotionally around this way or that way, but being able to maintain your center. That's what it was really trying to talk about. And I I now look at how clumsy those words were. (laughs) Yeah, I still never quite figured out. I mean, I do know, but I still never quite figured out what they meant by spiritual detachment. Mm. I mean, what they're really talking about is detaching from what you don't want from lack. But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure even they understand that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a really wishy-washy uh, wording, which is trying to point to something. But I think for, I never had anybody in my youth in, you know, Christianity, etc., who was able to explain that with any, you know, real clarity. Uh, yeah. To me, I'm always looking for that clarity. So it kind of was always fuzzy for me, and it still is a bit fuzzy. Um, you can kind of see where it is, where, where the, the, what they're pointing to. I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, Walt, with, you know, they're trying to avoid what they don't want and not fall into that negative emotion. <clears throat> but yeah. Anne Marie, tell us something. Come on, tell us something. Oh my goodness, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to sit back and listen all the time. Come on. <laughs> Well, we've been talking about, you know, the various ideas involved with making shifts. So I'm wondering, have you been inspired at all in the last few minutes about some little shift that you can make that helps you take one step away from how you're feeling about what's going on in Ukraine? Yeah, I mean, it's it's stuff that I was doing. It's stuff that I was aware of. And, yeah, it's absolutely, it's just take, what I've been trying to do is just literally sort of like, just so grateful my kids are here and just literally holding them, loving them that little bit more, even just going into my kitchen to make a cup of tea. Oh, I love my kitchen. You know, just li- everything. I've just been trying to like find appreciation. And if I do find myself going, just literally even just sending Putin, my love, you know, just I've ra- been wrapping him round and I've been putting my love into, to, into the land. I've literally, that's, you know, what, but when it kind of all kicked off and my husband was like, I was like, you don't even want to know what I'm doing because it, he would just think I was nuts. But to me, that's what I'm doing. I just like send Putin my love because I'm not going to so send and, him and my Marie, you, you, you took my discourse to heart when I said you should give Satan love. <laughs> <laughs> well, because What's sending him my fear, can... sending my hate is just going to feed it. So exactly. I just, I've You've literally it, been you know. wrapping it around him. You know, some wise man once said, it always made me think. He said that the side that will win the war is the one that prays the most. There's some truth yeah. to it. Mm. 
Now, if you refined that to the side that can focus on clearly the result that they want ah. and not focus on what they don't want. Yeah, they're going to win hands down. That's no, they're going to win big time, hands yeah. down. <laughs> That's going to be real quick. <laughs> yeah, that one's not going to last very long at all. But I did also read somewhere that somebody said, you know, that's breaking to somebody in Ukraine and they said they felt the power of the world's prayers because there was, they said there was bombs and stuff going off, but they didn't damage things that it should have done. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't explain it. So I just, to me, I'm just focusing on its impact and it's having this effect and this love is it's reaching. Well, it is. And obviously, that's, that's what I'm, yeah, I think so. That, that's very clear. I mean, when, when, <laughs> There's an interesting little uh, spiritual concept that goes along with this, too, and I'm realizing that it, it really touches us perfectly. It's the Christian concept of sin, and the original meaning of the sin is to miss the mark. But well, you just described weapons that miss the mark. Mm. <laughs> they, they sinned. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to that little story Abram Hicks was always saying just to explain how the vibration works. He says, if you've got a robber and he's standing in a mall looking at all the people going past, <clears throat> this big businessman that's just about to go give this exciting presentation where he's going to get this huge deal and all the rest of it, he's not going to see that guy at all. He's going to see this person that is feeling vulnerable and yes. worrying if what's going to happen to them and all the rest. So not necessarily about being sto- anything being stolen, but just a sense of vulnerability is all that's needed to get the 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 attacker and 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 the vulnerable together to. That, and that's where the value of sending out the love, not just just to the Putins of the world, but to everybody. Everywhere oh, yes, in the Ukraine, everybody. everywhere around the world. Yeah. That's where that really comes into play. Because when you do that, what you're essentially doing is you're reinforcing everybody's ability to feel less like a victim. Mm-hmm. To start feeling more empowered. Because the moment they start feeling more empowered, the world is going to shift the whole thing. I mean, if, right now, if we could just like wave a magic wand, and I'm not saying we could do this, but if we could wave a magic wand, and everybody in the world would feel three degrees better about what's going on in Ukraine. The news tomorrow morning would be incredible. We would just be stunned at what was going on in Ukraine just because the world had this, this thought shift. It didn't, wouldn't even have to be a big one. Like I said, three degrees out of 360. Mm-hmm. That's not a whole lot, you know, but just that much of a shift, it, it, it would shift the whole, the whole board. It would shift the whole playing field or the war field, or whatever you want to call it. The whole thing would change just because of a mental change. It just makes me think we should get this into the education system, because if you could hit the children to grow up thinking like that, then uh, that Not just... hit them like they were hitting me when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? If we could just... Show everyone Enlighten their, their them. true potential. Exactly. <laughs> Show them their true potential. It just would be so lovely. I would love that. And, well, that's that's literally what we're doing, though. I mean, yeah. because who does the teaching? Well, it's the adults. So you got to reach the adults. If you can reach the adults, the adults will teach the children. Hmm. So really, but I do think we could learn from the children. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot <laughs> to learn from children. <clears throat> children are probably our best teachers if we're smart enough to pay attention. Well, so. that's what Abram said. Somebody said, Abram, when are you going to write a, a book for us parents on how to bring up your children? He said, no, I'm going to write a book about how the children bring up the parents. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, true. <laughs> very true. Well, you think about it, I, I, and I have thought about this a lot. We've actually talked about it here on the show quite a few times. But because we are all energetic, energetically connected or spiritually connected, if you want to describe it that way, because of those connections, um, that's where the collective knowledge goes. It goes into those connections. They talk about what they call Akashic records and all that kind of thing. But really all that amounts to is all of energy receiving the information that was learned from the last generation of energy, so to speak, the last generation of people and, and not just people. I mean, all, all life forms of any kind. And as that knowledge keeps getting added into the system, it gets passed along. So if the next generation com- coming along, they get 
the benefit of that. So that's why you have kids being born, you know, knowing instantly how to use iPads and, and laptop computers where their, you know, their grandparents are going, I don't know what to do here. I'm scared because they have just literally absorbed what a couple generations worth of information was and how it, you know, it just came into them energetically through that stream of energy. So when you think about it that way, then you realize just how powerful those connections are just how hugely powerful all that energetic connection is. And the more that we feed into it, the more that the adults get it, the more that the kids get it, the more that the next generation gets it. And I, I, I mean, I, I just like salivate when I think about, you know, 10 generations down, where are they going to be at? Oh my goodness. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'll tell it, you when so... I come back in a few years, in a few generations. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, Walt, I wanted to ask Anne-Marie something. You used um, Akashic Records there. I was wondering if uh, Anne-Marie has had any exposure to that at all. Not that I can think of. You never ex- heard the term. My exposure is being is having heard the term and talked about it occasionally on the show. That's about as much as I know about it. Yeah, no, I know I've, I've used really... it once or twice, but that's it. <clears throat> so, energetically on the inner, the way I used to talk about it, the inner, the non-physical area, <clears throat> there's a collection of vibrations of everything that has been. Right. And that area is not only everything that has been, it's also everything that can be. No. Yeah. Synapses are snapping right now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so often if you, if you go to look at the Akashic records, it's often, uh, looked at in the point of view that you would go there to look at your past lives. And it's like a deck of cards that folds out and you'll pick the one that you're kind of drawn to that kind of has a meaning for the kind of challenges you're having in this life. And it'll pop out and you'll be able to see that. It's often used in that context, but it's often used <clears throat> in the context of inventors who will go and tap into the Akashic Records to, to bring new inventions into this world. Interesting. So can it tell me about future lives? No, oh, actually, future is not written. The future, because of your current thought patterns has a likelihood of turning out in a certain way. Yeah. So anybody who reads your, your future will be giving you a possibilities or the strongest possibility that they can see at that moment in time. But you can change that the next day because something profound happened to you that, that, that can change a whole shift. So they can only give yeah. you vague ideas of what the strongest possibility that they can vaguely see <clears throat> um, is the future for you. Yeah, because that just made me wonder when you, because a lot of people do At least go that's to card my readings. I'm and sure be, other people no, I agree with will have opinion. different opinions. Yeah. I agree yeah. with your opinion entirely. In fact, it reminds me of... It doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> just because you're not <laughs> right. I don't care whether it resonates with me. I don't care if it's right. Right is not important. Well, nobody on, else is driving like this that. vessel, are they? Nobody else is driving <laughs> this right. vessel. It's me. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, sureness is how you actually gain control. Yeah. The more sure you are, that's mm-hmm. that's the degree to which you're willing to yeah. do what you have to do in order to yeah. maintain and, and build on your own control over your own life. Yeah. I, what, the, what you were saying, though, reminds me of um, there was that film series from the 1980s, early 1990s. I guess it was all 1980s, the uh, Back to the Future series. Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox oh, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget the last movie, last couple scenes. Doc Brown appears in the modern day with a steam engine that is hyped up with, the, you know, the, the hyperdrive so you can fly through space and time and so forth. And, um, Michael J. Fox's girlfriend says, I had a note from the past, but it got, or from the future, but it got erased. And his response is, well, of course it got erased. Your future hasn't been written yet. So make it a good one. What he's really pointing to there was pure law of attraction. What are you going to impress on your now so that your future comes out the way you want it to be? Because mm-hmm. that's what the thought process is all about. 
But some of these mediums are very good at seeing what paths, what vibrations you've set in motion currently and, and what a likely outcome of them is. If they and as you become more aware, you can actually see fairly clearly what your own future is going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. As you become more and more aware, it becomes clearer to you, much, much clearer to you, which way, where you're going in this life. Yeah, I have to say, because, yeah, my, my parents used to go to mediums and stuff. And then that's something that I did. And ever since I've learned more and more about this, it's I've just not done it. <laughs> anything to do with it. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to. Yes. Yes. Um, Anne-Marie asked me an interesting question. Oh, what was that? Somebody told me something about a, a, a past life of mine. And she said, what did you feel about that? <clears throat> and I said, I've had quite a few people tell me about past lives. And the only thing I can tell you is that it's their reality. And as may as as much as I may like what they're saying or not like as they're saying, it, it isn't my reality until it's my reality until I've had my own past life experience. It's just a it's, it's a nice idea that somebody has for me. Okay, I like it. That's good. So. We've been talking about this for what we start off talking about what's going on in Ukraine. We kind of, well, I kind of tripped into it, to be perfectly honest. But then it led to a really good discussion. And our goal with every show, at least my goal, is to help raise the vibration. So I guess we kind of lowered it to start the thing. But I got, I'm going to use you, Amory, as my touchstone. I'm going to ask you, how's your vibration now compared to when we started? Can you not tell? It's so much better. I feel like I'm radiating energy out now whereas before it was very so yeah absolutely what i needed to hear yeah that's good that's really good because i mean that is truly my goal every single show is that everybody's vibration increases including ours but also our listeners just by having participated or listened to the episode so it just goes to show even in the midst of something as horrific as what's going on in ukraine we can still raise our vibration we chose in the last, so far we've been doing it for about 42 minutes that the show's been running. In the last 42 minutes, we chose to make a shift. We did it through our conversation. We did it through the topics that we addressed, through the, the little um, you know, bypass routes that we took and the tangents and so forth. But overall, we chose to shift, and we did it. So the next time that we say to ourselves, it's really hard to do, remember what happened during the show. Yeah. We did it. We did it. I mean, we have to celebrate and, these kinds of things. Absolutely. And I think I love hearing you say it made me smile when you went, we chose. Because I know that's a tool you've been using recently. Yeah. And I've, oh, tried, yeah. I've tried to use it a few times. And I, think I haven't used it for the past few days. But, yeah, we choose. We choose how we feel. We choose what we put out there. It's within our control. <clears throat> Interesting thing, too, as sort of a side remark, it's not like everything we talked about here was rainbows and unicorns, right? I mean, we touched on some stuff that was not all that happy, but we still shifted. We still shifted. How did we do that? We did that because we decided we were determined to find what we did like, to find what felt better, to find what would be even marginally better. Even if we found ourselves for a moment, Hopefully not more than the 17 seconds, right, Louis? No. For a moment, focusing 14, on the well. stuff that we didn't like. Oh, it's, well, it's right down to 14, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Even then, I'm not worried about that. Because quite honestly, uh, when, when I mean, that, that's obviously a, 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 an Abraham Hicks concept, that if you focus on something for 14 seconds, you start um, setting into motion, having more thoughts along those lines. But as we demonstrated here, yeah, we did set those thoughts into motion, but we also countered them. So we're not trapped by the 14-second rule because you can just as easily have a thought in the other direction. And now you just countered that previous thought. So it doesn't really – it isn't even that big of a deal that there's a 14-second rule. We don't have to get caught up in, oh, my God, I focused on it for 14.3 seconds. I said motion. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Life do just well, focus on what you like. 
the the interesting thing here, Walt, and after a lot of thinking about it, I came to this conclusion. <laughs> we're we're so useless at focusing at anything negative or positive for fourteen seconds that <laughs> <laughs> that I don't think we have to worry about it too much. You know, <laughs> you know, w- once you start really, really focusing it, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks, and you will not have any doubt about it. And this is really where people need to be heading. They need to be heading and increasing their level of focus on one subject. It's a really important point you're raising. I mean, we're making light of it, but it's a very important point because what you're really saying is a lot of the time we don't focus at all. Exactly. Exactly. This is a really, it's quite a, yeah, it's quite an enlightening statement really and and awareness. It's, when you really start focusing, it really makes a huge difference. And how many people did you have on that call about Ukraine? There was just over 1,800. 1,800. 1,800. Yeah, so just 1, under 2,000. So some of these groups, they're in the millions. Mm. Okay. Um, and... And they are powerful and they really try to focus on one subject for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. usually about an hour, but of course, you know, 14 seconds would be enough if you could do it properly. <laughs> well, we were part of one last week. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that came out of uh, two Fridays ago when uh, Debbie G, uh, her future daughter-in-law <laughs> is in charge of uh, unified.org and, and they had a huge, um, meeting on February 22nd at 2.22 p.m., <laughs> mm. which I thought was interesting because they got the 2.22.22.22.22 going on there. And they, they decided they were going to focus on peace on earth. And I, I can't, I mean, I would have a very hard time drawing a line between that and things going on today. But I'm sure the line is there. And again, it comes down to how are you going to look at things. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if what we did that day, and we were just, of course, one piece of it. There was a, there were literally millions of people who were involved in that one. Um, and even though these millions of people were only perhaps focusing for like 10, 15 seconds, there's your 14 seconds right there. Times a couple million. Yeah. Whole bunch of ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, what you're doing is creating a vortex of what you want on a similar subject, which will be amplified massively, specifically from the Ukrainal point of view. There's a lot of emotion involved, and of course emotion amplifies the law of attraction. It does indeed. It gives it the power. Hmm. It starts with the thought, but the power is in the emotion, whatever degree. And that's where focus really comes in. <clears throat> I, I, I hadn't really thought about carefully out until we just talked about right now, but I'm just realizing that's what the power of focus is. Focus is what brings the emotion. When we focus on something, really focus on something, that's when we start to feel it. It's like that mother whose kid's caught under a car. Yeah. She she doesn't need much time to get that focus going just to lift that car. Not at all. (laughs) It's absolutely disarming. And nothing's going to stop her. She doesn't even know how she's going to do it. she, She just does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, she tries think, to do it afterwards. She still can't do it. It's only in the midst of the moment that she can do it. You don't Sorry, Amory, I want to hear what you have to say there. Yeah, I think it, it was the focus thing, really, because it was about putting, like, where you focus and we don't have the time, we don't notice what we focus. But actually, I just went back to the woman in the sauna who struggled to feel happy because she felt bad. And it's actually noticing that you're feeling positive or noticing that you're feeling good or there's love or whatever that may be and not feeling guilty about it and changing that focus. Because like you said earlier, it doesn't make a difference. You know, what will make a difference is sitting with that and sending that out there and staying in that higher. That's going to be the make a difference. So if this is new to you, then don't feel bad for feeling good. Just send your love. And bear in mind too, those two million people who last, I think it was last week, no, two weeks ago, um, who all were attempting to focus on sending love out, send, sending peace thoughts out. 
I guarantee you there were a large chunk of them that were not focused on putting out peace. They were focusing on not war. They were focusing on not violence, on not this, on not that. Mm. And yet, even with that, they were doing two <clears> things. First of all, they were practicing. Not terribly well, but they were practicing. And secondly, the people who were getting it right were helping to feed energetically their ability to get better at focusing. Even though right at that moment in time, the ones who weren't focusing well weren't focusing well. But they were still getting that energetic feed from the rest of the community. So even though you have a whole bunch of people who still are having trouble with it, just by trying to do it, just by doing it in a community of people yeah. that includes others who are doing it well, they still benefited and they still helped. You know, Walt, um, the soil group that I'm a member of, why I'm so really happy with it, you know, and I would never, you know, I'd never be one of these people who would go out there and say, rah, rah, save this, save that. But... <clears throat> First of all, the, the leader is incredibly aware of the law of attraction. Mm, that's good. The entire movement is focused on solutions. Mm, um, like it's called save soil. It's not called kill the pharmaceutical company or <laughs> hang, hang. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, hang agriculture out to dry. Um, but you know, it's very focused on, on, on a, on a very, balanced and harmonious way of healing everything uh, from specifically a law of attraction point of view. So I'm, I'm really fascinated about how it's all working at the moment because the movement's growing like nothing. I was on another call the other day with another 750 people on it. Um, and they're coming to London on the 21st. I just want to mention anybody, um, the Exile yeah. Center in London. Um, you can go and... Uh, watch the guy get on his motorbike and uh, start riding all the way from London to India. So it's going to be quite a trip all the way through Europe, all over the place. So yeah, I'm quite and, excited and, about and it. it a, the purpose behind the trip is to raise awareness about soil. Is that what it's yep. about? 3 billion people is the, is the goal. 3 billion people. Is to what? raise the awareness to 3 ah. billion people. We've already got the UN on, uh, I know it's not a it's not a good topic at the moment, but the UN is actually um, affiliated with with the soil group now, uh, and so it's many many other huge organisations. Some are already signing um, uh, documents as to how they're going to change um, the law, with as 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 is involved, um, you know, looking after soil, etc. So it's it's a very big. It's got ten million volunteers. And I'm one of them, <clears throat> the the group. So you know, it's it's big, it's not small at all, and it's worldwide. So you're into something. I'm just excited to you. watch it yeah. because I've never seen anything this big before. Nothing anywhere in the world, nothing. Because it'll affect every single one of us. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Even what's happening in Russia and Ukraine at the moment is going to affect us. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, from. You know, the oil from Russia and the, um, the wheat from, uh, the combined countries is going to affect us. But like you were saying before, it's, it's difficult to protect the future because the future is constantly in flux. Mm. But one possible outcome that I can see fairly clearly right now, it could change easily, but I can see it fairly clearly right now is what's happening in Ukraine could ultimately, in the long run, as it plays out, it could become the new formula for how you depose a dictator. Now, that's not what's on anybody's mind right now. Nobody's thinking about that. But mm -hmm. I could easily see it play out that way. I could easily see it play out that basically the dictator, Putin in this case, overplays his hand and it ends up bringing him down because of the massive amounts of resistance he creates. It's, I mean, it's pure law of attraction. Mm. And that's partly what I'm responding to here is knowing how the law of attraction formula works. But I could just, I, I mean, to me, this just becomes like um, a pattern, you know, a template that mm -hmm. once it happens the first time, people say, well, it worked then, let's do it again. Because <laughs> we already live in an age where, you know, there, there's a, a whole lot less faith in a whole bunch of institutions. 
political institutions, religious institutions. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot less faith in, in all of these things than there were even 20 years ago, let alone 100 years ago. So to me, that's just also part of what's going on here. But it, it's not a big stretch for me to imagine that what's happening with Putin becomes a template. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to imagine at all. I think the incredible increase in awareness around the world uh, is going, and, and the fact that we can all get together in these massive groups and focus on what we want is, is going to have a huge effect. It's just absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt. You, you know the law of attraction works eventually if you've tried it and experienced it and played with it. Um, and now, you know, it's a, it's a great time for us to really put it to the test, you know. And there's a lot of people who are aware now, a lot, huge amounts. And they're getting exciting times. It is. Mm. It's very exciting mm. in that sense. There's no doubt. I, I continue to be excited. Like, I, I, every time I, I look out on the world landscape and just see what's going on, yeah, there's plenty of pain out there. There will be plenty of pain for <laughs> generations to come because we live in a world As Jesus says, until, until time immemorial. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But, oh, my goodness, there is just so much growth going on from an energetic mm-hmm. point of view, from a spiritual point of view. Just huge. Massive. It's all going to be good stuff. So, anyway, well, we we covered very nicely for the fact that our guest disappeared. But um, that's her loss. And uh, if she tries to reschedule, I'll say, yeah, you're welcome to. Just It's probably going to be in May. Because <laughs> we're booked pretty solid right now. <laughs> But uh, I want to thank you guys very much for uh, giving us a really good uh, way to fill in the gap. We do have plenty of guests coming up. I, I, I was actually thinking I should probably give you guys a little heads up about some of the people who are coming along. Unfortunately, I didn't actually think to do that until a minute ago, so I have to bring the calendar up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, best laid plans, right? You think about, oh, I should have done that a minute ago. But uh, let's see, who do we have coming? Well, First of all, on Friday, I'll mention this one. Debbie G is bringing in a friend of hers named Claudia, and she's been trying to get Claudia onto the show for quite some time. Now, I, I don't have details on a, a whole lot of details about what Claudia does and, and, and who she is, but just based on Debbie's feeling about her, I, I mean, she is so enthusiastic. Like, oh, my God, we have to have her on the show. That, that That's all the endorsement I need. I mean, <laughs> to me, seriously, what more do you need than that? Mm, like, oh, my exactly. God, this is going to be great. <laughs> you know? So there's just one example. Of, so she's um, not going to go on Debbie's show. She's going to go on ours, or well, she'll probably do both. Oh, okay. Well, she's a friend of Debbie's, you know. So mm. uh, you know, it's it's a fair bet that she'll also be on Spirituality Gone Wild. And and actually, we we kind of merge them together anyway on Fridays because Debbie's there, I'm there. So you know, it's kind of like all this. And and plus with Neo also using the Streamyard platform, so basically all the the three major users of Streamyard. Um, all on one place. Yeah, you, you can just kind of call it one great big thing. It's not so much separate shows at that point. Yeah. So anyway, that that's just one thing coming up. Uh, we have somebody coming in um, tomorrow named Ann Hints, and and I don't have a ton about her, but here's what I can tell you about her. Um, and let me just get my little note thing up here. Of course, when you're doing a stream, that doesn't help. Okay, here she goes. Um, so Ann is a. Um, she is, she's developed the ability to sense inside her body. So she's basically a connected person energetically who, who, who is able to not just connect internally to the spiritual side, but she's a, a, able to physically, she, she's like her own x-ray machine, put it that way. <laughs> okay. she, she's able to scan herself and, and, and basically go within and make changes as she needs to. And part of her work is to help teach other people how to do the same thing. So yeah, it'd be fascinating. Must get her yeah, on our show. Yeah. I want well, to chat to her. <laughs> uh, well, if you want her on the Monday show, you're going to have to wait a few months. But if you want to catch her while she's on, she's going to be on tomorrow's show. So just okay. tune in for tomorrow's okay. show. That's the easy way to do yeah. it. Yeah. She, it's interesting, too, how she got here. She's, um, when she was uh, to this place where she could do this, because um, when she was 19, she woke up one morning, one morning to find that her mother had died in the bathroom. Mm. And how 20 years after that, the tears from that trauma, they, they were still haunting her. So she used this technique of going inside her body. And with one 15-minute session using that technique, she was able to wipe all that away. So mm-hmm. That's going to wow. be part of, of, of what she's going to be telling us about tomorrow. So it's going to be pretty cool stuff. 
Okay. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. All right. So anyway, thank you guys very much. Looking forward to uh, hearing from you tomorrow. And uh, um, Claudia, I think that's your name on Friday. But uh, appreciate the contributions you make today. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you to those in the live stream. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.